Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Buggies Broadcast. It's season three. It's episode 13. My name is Luke Hatfield. Alongside me, Joe Massey, a man who has... I tell you what, he's he's proved me wrong a number of times, but this is probably the worst of them all. He's managed to raise enough money that is apparently going to put me in an Albion shirt. Joe, you haven't had that smile off your face for the past 24, 48 hours. You, um, and you're going to look beautiful in it. I'm not going to wear it. I'm well, not you are going to wear it, so stop. We don't even start with that now. You cannot be the man who costs charity hundreds of pounds, because that is what we're going to raise. We're going to raise hundreds of pounds. I'm absolutely sure of it. So don't give it that. I'm not going to wear it. Look, what we need to tell the listeners is, I mean, we shouldn't be political, really, on this podcast, but you have spent a day with Boris Johnson. Spending a day with Boris Johnson is a... a, I'm trying to cleanse your soul now. I'm I'm not trying to influence voters, but I'm trying to cleanse your soul. So the baggies shirt is just another good step in that direction, isn't it? Um, You're going to wear this shirt. You're going to look absolutely beautiful. We're going to raise loads of money for charity. You're going to be happy. I'm going to be happy. You're going to get a warm, fuzzy feeling inside. And life is going to be good. You need it, mate. You need it. And how good is it? How good have we done? How good have we done? I mean... One podcast. No, no, no. 65 quid has come from you and Nathan Judah. It has, but I'm absolutely sure we would have got there anyway. It's only because Nathan's come in and blown everyone out of the water. I think we would have done it anyway. But yeah, I mean, the absolute, I mean, I think we should tell people the story, actually, what actually happened on Saturday. Oh, here we... Um, so we got to the ground. Obviously, I was speaking to Albion saying we got, got this... Um, Got this little GoFundMe on, on the go to get Luke Hatfield um, a signed shirt. Oh, a shirt, sorry, a shirt. I should say a shirt. So Albion were like, I, I mean, the plan was to raise the money and I was going to go to the club shop and buy it and then go from there. So I got there and Albion were like, no, 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 don't be ridiculous. You don't, you don't have to buy the shirt. You don't have to buy the shirt if you're, gonna, if you got, if you're raising this money for charity. So they said they were going to give us the shirt, first and foremost, which I was obviously absolutely fantastic. We're very, very grateful for that. Um, Joe is very, very grateful. Well, I think we're all very, very grateful, my friend. I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm not one bit grateful. You've got to drop this act, mate. You've got to drop it's this act. Not. I mean, honestly, if you could see him, he's overjoyed. He's absolutely buzzing. He's I loving life. He's got a spring in his be. step around the office. Luke Hatfield is a happy boy. These um, are all lies. This is absolute just fallacy you're coming up with. So just before we carry on, you're a big basketball player, aren't you? Yeah. Who do you play for? I play for two teams. <laughs> well, the names, Luke. Arden Griffin's basketball club. Had, yeah, and who's the, who's the other one? Can't remember. Go on, just tell people who you play for. Okay. I play for West Brom Basketball he Club. He plays for West Brom Basketball Club. I didn't know that till last week. Let me clarify. Listen to this. He's absolutely desperate to be a baggy. Absolutely desperate to be a baggy. Anyway, just moving on. You don't need to clarify. No, no, I Move, need to clarify. No, 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 Joe, Joe, Joe. I need to clarify. You play for West Brom Basketball. Clarify. There is, there is a West Bromwich Albion Basketball Club. I don't play for them. You play for West Bromwich Basketball Club. Just West Brom Basketball Club. You just club. want to be part of it, don't it's you? Not affiliated. You just want to be there. You just so love it. But I'm not... pleased for you. I'm pleased for you. So anyway, we got to the ground. Yeah, the Albion said they would donate the club, the, the shirt. And then, but then they said, then they put in a little caveat. Albion did this. We have to point this out. Albion did this. And they said that they will donate the shirt, but they want you to wear it for a post-match video or a pre-match video. I'm having words with the team at Albion. So that wasn't even, that genuinely wasn't even my idea. Um, so now... You didn't say no. Of course I didn't say no. <laughs> I didn't say no for you. What? So now we're gonna have we're gonna have a, so we're now we're gonna get, we're gonna get a shirt we're gonna get it signed it's gonna be signed by all the players 
and Luke Hatfield is going to wear it. No, I'm not. In a, yes, you are. In a post-match or pre-match video. Hopefully both. That's the plan. Both? Yeah, both. And then what we're going to do is we're then going to auction that shirt for the Albion Foundation. So, I mean, it's coming up to Christmas. Let's be honest. We all think Albion are going to go up. Well, we hope that we really we can't really say that, but we are very, very we're very, very excited. Um, so, what a shirt to have! What a shirt to have! You're gonna have you could this is people can own a shirt that's not only be worn by Luke Hatfield. I mean, as if that isn't amazing enough. No one wants that. Come on! It's gonna be signed by Mateus Pereira. It's gonna be signed by Grady Diangana. It's gonna be signed by Romain Sawyer's, Jake Livermore, Sam Johnston. What 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 a like it's gonna it's brilliant. You didn't mention Hal Robson Khan. Hal Robson Khan, my main man, my main man. I forgot my main man. Um, I mean, it's just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So we're gonna. I'm sure it's gonna go for a couple of hundred quid. I reckon it will. Um, I'll hold the shirt. That's the best you get. You're wearing the shirt. Can you imagine if I wore wore this shirt, mate? Come on. You've got to wear the shirt, Lou. It's a condition of the. It's the condition of the of, of giving the shirt. Well, the condition's gonna not going to be met. It's not going to be met, man. What? So you're going to cost charity hundreds of pounds? I will donate the money to charity myself. You'll wear the shirt. You'll have a big smile on your face. You'll feel warm inside. And we're going to. We'll have done a very good thing. Us and our listeners will have done a very good thing. No, they won't have. <laughs> no, no, they, they won't have. have. They won't have. I'm not. Anyway, thank you, everyone who's contributed. Yeah, we thanks, love it. thanks, guys. Thanks. Look at how happy he is. I'm not happy. You are happy. I've been moping around the office. And to clarify, I haven't been hanging out with Boris Johnson. <laughs> just to clarify this, because it come across as Luke's just been hanging out with Boris Johnson. Um, I was made. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as, as part of my job. Our current video journalist is off at the moment. Boris Johnson happened to be in Wolverhampton. They needed someone to film him going into Wolverhampton and attending a service and coming to the office and I was the uh, I was the poor chap made to do it you are but, but we won't get political we won't get political we won't get political um, but my, my thoughts on my thoughts on him mm. good result for your West Bromwich basketball team at the weekend how'd yeah you get, how'd you get on yeah we won you won we yeah, won. yeah oh. we won yesterday double yeah. victory football and basketball fantastic I mean I wasn't there for the football still you must have been delighted I mean, I was happy enough. <laughs> Let's carry on. Um, how was your long trip to Hull? It was, it was good, you know. Was it? It was all right, yeah. Um, it wasn't as far as I thought it was when I chat to you off air. Yeah, no, I was. I thought it was going to take me three hours to get there, and it took me two and a half, which was a pleasant surprise. Um, really, really, like, yeah, it was, it was great. It was great. And then, yeah, good club, very well organised. Um, and then got the result, didn't we? So absolutely fantastic. And a good chance to meet some old friends for you. Yeah, the Walsall press officer. He, he works at the old Walsall press officer. He works there now. He's that. He's their uh, lead media guy. So Nathan Judah came up and bumped into one or two people he knew because he's from Hull as well. So oh, why don't we share that story? No, we won't share that story. <laughs> oh. We won't share that story. And I'll tell you what. If you if you bump into myself or Joe Massey uh, in and around West Brom or you know just in day to day life, then uh, ask us about that. Is an interesting story. Okay, yeah. We probably shouldn't put it out on a public no, it won't forum, out on a but. <laughs> All right, okay. Hull nil, West Rom one. Um, still top, not a bad result. Not a bad result, great result. Absolutely great result. Um, I don't know if it's my analysis on the website today. I don't know. Did you publish it? I don't know. Are you in charge of the website? I was I was filming Boris Johnson all oh, day. Oh, true, mate. yeah. Um, let's crack on, mate. Um, so, anyway, what I've said in my Monday piece 
and this is what like Bilic he's, we've said it a million times before but Bilic loves managing in the championship he loves it mm. and the reason why he loves it is because the different challenges you get each week so you've got like Cardiff and their directness haven't you you've got Leeds and their, their Bielsa ball if you like you've got mm. Fulham and their possession based game Yeah, you've got all these very like distinct styles different challenges every week um, and I think Hull fit into that category they are quite extreme really in the way mm. they play they are heavily 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 based on counter-attacking football um they really want you to have the ball they mm. genuinely and they they set traps and they try and win the ball and break ridiculously quick um and they are very very good at it scott parker said they're the best counter-attacking team in the division mm. when they beat fulham at craven cottage they they, they won that game with 25 percent possession but had significantly more shots mm-hmm. um it was a very, very fair result. It was like they they deserved that three 0 win. So, and they they showed in spells just how like good they can be mm. at counter attacking on Saturday. Grzycki, Kamal Grzycki, um had a really really big chance. I mean, um, he's Mister he's Mister there, isn't he's, he? He's Mister Sitter, but it was typical typical hole. Dean Garner's lost the ball. Bang! Blink of an eye, one pass. Furlong was obviously bombing forward, so mm. he wasn't out of position because when Dean Garner lost the ball, he wasn't out of position. But that's what Hull want to do. They want you in, in, in the wrong areas. Um, and Grzycki, yeah, he's played through one-on-one and he, he, he fires wide. Mm. Um, and that's an absolutely huge like turning point in the game. But, I mean, Jake Livermore, what a goal. Yeah. What a goal. And then, really, Sam Johnson's made one big save again. And other than that, there wasn't a lot else in the game. Um, and that's because second half, Albion, I think I said on the video with, with Nathan, game management is such a cliched football saying. I'm doing the yeah. inverted commas with my like it's a bit of a football term, it's a bit like it's a bit boring, but their game management was amazing. Mm. It was absolutely amazing. The way they saw it out, the way they made sure that they weren't put under any pressure, um, really. Um against the team that were at home, against the team who had won three in a row, against the team who in Gerard Bowen has got 10 goals this season. Mm. It was just such a well-oiled, well... It was so professional. That's the best word for it, professional. It was so professional. Great great performance. There's not going to be many teams who go there and win, mm. I don't think. So to do it, fantastic. Yeah, certainly. And, and as I've said, a bit of a Livermore loving. I mean... One hell of a strike that. Really like him, yeah. First time I've interviewed him. Um, I haven't interviewed him in person, um, but interviewed him after the game. We got. I normally give away my stories on the podcast. I oh, normally yeah. do, but I'm not going to give away tomorrow's story. Really nice story with Livermore on Sawyer's. Um, but he was absolutely fantastic. Mm. Um, absolutely fantastic. Of course, he's going to get headlines because he scored a belter. Yeah. Um, and it was against his former club. But he was absolutely everywhere, um, absolutely everywhere. So I think I just thought he was, yeah, he was, he, it, although Carl Bartley was very, 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 very good. And this, Billich was right afterwards to praise the collective team performance. Livermore was, without doubt, the man of the match. He was absolutely sensational. You don't, you don't hit shots much sweeter than he did. Bang. I mean. Brilliant. Having watched it back, it was pretty special it was brilliant wasn't that I yeah, mean very good strike um, yeah he said like afterwards he said he knew it was in as soon as he left his boot basically and B- Bilic revealed um, it was straight from the training ground mm. um, 
So you'd imagine Dan- Danilo Petrovic, he mm. sort of takes the lead on set pieces, both offensively and, and defensively. Um, and they, they sort of identified that area. I mean, it was a it was a very, very clever corner. Just Phillips mm. to Pereira, they were very, very close to each other. Hull started to move. And Bilic revealed they identified that area for picking up space. And they've mm. obviously worked on it time and time and time again on Friday because... Livermore knew exactly where to. He knew it was. It was one touch bang. Mm. He knew exactly what he had to do, um, and he got it. He, I mean, he just like you said, couldn't be any sweeter, could it? It just it, it flew, flew in, flew past the keeper. Mm. Um, and as you said, defensively, I mean, yes, they gave up a couple chances, a couple good chances, but in terms of overall, I mean, the defensive show was put on, and Bartley, as you said, was brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant, absolutely brilliant again. Um, he's having a fantastic season, I think. Absolutely fantastic season. Mm. Okay, yeah, they gave a couple of chances, Albion, but you're gonna like you're gonna. You're not, it's not very often you play ninety minutes and don't give up a chance against a team as good as Hull, and they are a damn good side. I mean, they are a really, really good side, and um, with some very, very good players, notably Grzycki, notably Bowen. Um, they got, they got, and they they were very fluid. Their front four. They played with a, a four-two-three-one, with Bowen the lone striker, but a false nine. Um, and Shemi Ajayi and Bartley were being dragged here, there, and everywhere. But mm. they not only did they stand up to that, they got that protection from Livermore. Um, they're going, you're always going to have a spun the game where you can see a couple of chances. And okay, Hull had two, two decent ones, um, but. I mean, defensively, I really don't think you could ask any more of them on Saturday. I thought they were, I thought they were absolutely impeccable. Mm, brilliant showing. Um, we saw Robson Carnu uh, come in at striker. Is he the answer um, to the position? Because what isn't he the answer to? Who's the worst footballer in his he's the, team? Exactly, he's brilliant. He's just brilliant. I love him. Um, I thought he was he was brilliant again. Absolutely mm. brilliant again. Um, British made the point that like. When you're playing a team who want a counter-attack like Hull, when you win the ball, you've got you, you've got to keep it tight. You can't let them have these pockets of space. And then when you win, when you have the ball, your striker's got to hold it. He's mm. got to, got to, got to hold the ball and allow people to get up and support him. Um, and Robson kind of did that so well on Saturday. Mm. Um, I loved his. I loved the way he walked off the pitch. Yeah, it was absolutely class. Like 93rd minute sub, four minutes added on. He'd been absolutely brilliant. He'd run his socks off and he just walked off at the slowest pace ever from the opposite side of the pitch, oh. stopped and then gave the fans a massive clap just to delay it even longer. Um, no one seems to listen to that new rule, do they? Because oh, now, when, to go off where... when you get subbed off, you're meant, to be, you're meant to sub off at the closest possible part. Yeah, that definitely didn't happen. That never happened. I've not seen it really happen. I forgot that didn't come in, to be honest. It's not been policed at all, has it? I mean, he was essentially by the corner flag, the opposite corner flag. I mean, he walked a long way, Robson Carney. And then this. <laughs> I tell you what, I bet the whole fans love that. <laughs> the little pause to clap the fans, I thought was quality. Uh, I think he, I think he's brilliant. It's like uh, you see the uh, the Man City game where Carl Walker was in goal, and he caught that shot, and then he just fell onto the floor like goalkeepers yeah. do. But he did it about three, four seconds late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to burn some extra seconds. It's a good, it's a nice little bit of gamesmanship that. Um, yeah. I like Carl Walker. He's a good personality, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems like a nice bloke, to be fair. Um, but yeah, does that? Because we saw him come in from the start. Does that? Does he? Does he want another start, or is that more of a tactical decision from Billich? Um, 
I think it was actually twofold on Saturday. He definitely, definitely deserved a start um, after the performances he's put in from the bench. But I do think it very much suited the whole game plan as well. Mm. Just what we were saying about needing a target man to really hold the ball and how Robson Kanu can do that. Um, I mean, Bilic loves him. He keeps saying, he keeps describing him as a number 10 who plays number nine. Mm. Um, and Bilic loves his number 10s. I mean, he's got Pereira, he's got Kravinovic. Um, he thinks he's such a cultured footballer, and he is. Um, he's got a fantastic left foot. So I think it very... He, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how we go at Sheffield Wednesday because, again, it's a different team. It's got, it's got to be a different plan. But, yeah, I think it was twofold. But it'd be very, very harsh to keep him out. Mm. Very, very harsh. Um, yeah, so either way, um, questions questions to be answered. What was the food like, Joe? I'm, I'm going to let you get away with it. Oh, away, didn't, away day appetite. Didn't have it, mate. Didn't you didn't have the food? It was pies again. It was pies? Yeah. So what did you do? What did you do? What did you have? Did you get something on the way or on the way back? Um, my wife had made me a cheese roll. That's all you had? All I had, yeah. Well, I had breakfast and I had a cheese roll there and a bit of cake. Is that all? And then I had a McDonald's on the way back. Oh, you, I tell you what, have you got shares in McDonald's? No, I should have, shouldn't I? I mean, you, you own a franchise on, on like the M40 or something. Um, what's it? Barbecue chicken... Burger thing. Oh, but chicken legend barbecue. Chicken legend, yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, I'm rattling through them at the minute. Yeah, get one of them large. Yeah. Coke Zero for me and a hamburger on the side. Oh, yeah, because you have to have two meals, yeah. Um, no, yeah. no, the hamburger is just like a... <laughs> I've never been to a fast food place with you and you not ordered two things. I'm not going to lie. On Saturday, I was around a friend's house. I ordered... We were, we were ordering takeout. I ordered like three meals because I wanted to try all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Got a problem. I need help. Um, okay, under the Massey microscope, we got it. I mean, we're doing two podcasts in four days, and there's going to be another Massey microscope. So, very, very quick one this week. Very, very quick one. Okay. Just a light little the things that are going under the radar. Albion have lost one game. Do you know, yeah. like, that's amazing. That is amazing. And like, I don't think it's being talked about enough, really. They've lost yeah. one game. Which, I mean, arguably on another day, they wouldn't have lost. Exactly. They I mean, they should have taken a point from that, shouldn't they? Mm. Um, so, annoyingly, I was going to look at this before the po- before we recorded, and I've forgotten to. But, but I might, so I might be completely wrong. But I did bring it up a couple of weeks ago. We we're just mm. talking in the office because you know this is places like the Wolves. Everyone they, they turn into Wolves fans, give it the big end. Um, and I think around this time of the season, Wolves had lost three games in the Championship. You know, mm. the year they went up. I think that might be right, but it could be very, very could, easily could be wrong because I've not checked it. Um, but you know what? I mean, I've lost one game. I think that's amazing. I think it's absolutely remarkable. It is funny you mentioned this because I was, um, I was, uh, I was writing um, sort of Q and A like we do, an inside track. Uh, I contacted the whole guy and he asked for some responses in return, and you were off on this day, so. I thought, well, why not? Why not? Well, you are Albion's biggest fan. No, I mean, I've attended a lot of the games, um, so why not? Um, and I gave it a go, and I, I double-checked this, and I was like, Albion, I mean, they're arguably one of the most consistent teams I've seen in terms of, they don't lose many games. Don't lose. They just don't lose, do they? I mean, it's just astounding. Um, this probably isn't podcast great like material, but I'm going to put a lozenger in. Oh, we got a bit of a sore throat and a bit of a cold. I mean, this is debatable. Um, it's not. I have got a sore throat and a cold. So, what date are we on now? It's the 11th of November. 
You're right. Wolves have lost three games in the league. That's knowledge, isn't it? I mean, this 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 is you basically you've researched it once and kind of forgotten. And... Yeah, but still, it was in my it was in it was in there. I yeah. was confident enough to say it. They'd lost to Cardiff City, Sheffield United, and QPR. They lost to Cardiff City at home as well. Yeah. Um, and QPR and Sheffield United away. Yeah. I've been steamrolled at QPR and Cardiff. I mean, yeah. I don't know about Sheffield United, Premier League team now. Yeah, but... So there we go, see? And everyone goes mad about that Wolves team. Oh, we got Ruben Neves. Oh, and well, we got Mateus Pereira, mate. Ruben Neves. Oh, don't get me started on Ruben Neves. So how good are they going? One game, one defeat... Yeah, top of the league to lead to Leeds by the to way to Leeds away. Yeah, the toughest the toughest game on the table. Probably the two teams that are going to go up automatically yeah. this year, um, in my opinion. Anyway, if that's what I, that's what I put my money on, um, yeah, I, I think they're doing. I think that just that stat they've lost one game. I just find it amazing. Yeah, I tell you what, they can keep it to one game by Christmas. Yeah, brilliant. That would be. Something else, wouldn't it? If you lost three games all season, you'd definitely go up, I reckon. Oh, yeah. Which is what they're on for, because they're a third of the way. Oh, yeah. So they could just... Yeah, I mean, it's a big, big ask, but... Oh, yeah, just don't just don't lose again until, don't... until March, guys, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, right, they can okay. lose one till March now, can't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but... then, uh, yeah, it's just... That'd be crazy. Good, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. You can't do much better. Um, right, okay. So, before we get on to questions, and we're going to take... I'm saying it now, we're going to try and get every question answered. That's a worry, because I haven't, I haven't had a chance to really look at them. There's a lot. Is there? There's a lot. But we don't have a match preview this week, so we've got so much time for questions. Um, we, before we get on to that, we're going to tackle the question which you put in, the question tweet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you said, who's? how do you solve the midfield conundrum now? Because for Sheffield Wednesday... They're in a little bit of a sticky situation, aren't they, Joe? Sticky situation, yeah. Remain Sawyers and uh, Jake Livermore suspended, as we all know by now. Livermore loves a yellow card, doesn't he? Um, so I was going to... I take it you're going to ask me who I'd play at some point. Yeah. But so I was going to explain that in this answer, but I'll just say it now because it flows in nicely. But Livermore, when we spoke to him after the game, mm. made a really, really good point. Um, he was asked not by me by one of the whole guys I think if he was disappointed to get the yellow card so quickly mm. and he said um, basically it's a squad game team game they're all everyone's looking out for each other and he said the way Albion are playing and I think this is crucial to the next team selection the fullbacks bomb on and they do bomb on I mean Darnell Furlong is always in the opposition's are yeah um and that means they have to... Sawyers and Livermore, they have to cover them. I think that's the one thing that has perhaps been forgotten with Sawyers <coughs> and Livermore this season is everyone's singing their praises, everyone's saying how brilliant they are, mm. but they do have to cover for those fullbacks. Yeah. And it goes under the radar. That's what I think it, I didn't like as mu- notice it quite as much earlier on. Um, <clears throat> you see Sawyers out wide all the time. Yeah. All, and that's because he's covering. Um, so I think... That's a big, big issue. You're going to need energy in there. But, but Livermore said, basically, because they're bombing on, he's going to have to take cards. Him and Sawyers are going to have to take cards. Yeah. Um, because they've got to stop them. They can't, allow, they can't just be broken on time and time again. So he wasn't like... 
blase about it. Like he's disappointed. He doesn't want to be missing mm. the next game. He doesn't want mm. to have five yellow cards. But it's definitely the way they're set up is the reason why Sawyer's and Livermore have got so many cards. Um, and the reason why they were always going to be suspended close together. Mm. It just so happens it's actually going to be the same game. Yeah, it's just not ideal, that, is it? You'd, you'd want one suspended one game, one suspended the other. So then you have to really make the one change. Yeah, I think so. But <clears throat> it's hard to know, isn't it? Like, at least now it's, it's done in one hit, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean... Until, until they get, pick up 10 bookings each. Yeah, that's a long way away now, isn't it? So we're all right for the time being. Um I mean, I can't even remember who we got after Sheffield Wednesday. Um, but no matter who they, how who comes in and how well they play, you'd imagine Sawyers and Livermore will come uh, back into the side for that game. But uh, yeah, so at least you get it done. But it's, I mean, look, it's a huge loss. There's no two ways about it. It's a huge loss. Got Bristol City after. Oh yeah, Bristol City. Yeah, on a Wednesday, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's a huge loss. Um, so who would you go for? So I thought long and hard about this. Long it's and dangerous, hard. Then, it? it's dangerous. I know. Um, and I've, it is a really tough one. It's going to be fascinating to see um, who Bilic goes for. And I don't. I'm re- it's very reluctant. I'm doing it very reluctantly. But I'd go a Jai in central midfield. Mm. Now that breaks my heart because I don't want to break up his partnership with Bartley. I don't really want to change the back four. Yeah. Um, really, really pleased with how that's going. But what I'm saying about <clears throat> you've basically got to take hits for the team. You've got to take yellow cards for your team. Mm. Livermore's saying. You're going to have to cover a hell of a lot of ground. And Ajay is rapid, first and foremost. He's very, very quick. He's mm. very, very strong. And I think potentially he's the next best like screener. Mm. So it's a shame to take him out. But I think... Look, Rotherham fans absolutely love him in, in that holding midfield role. They absolutely love him in there. Yeah. He played some of his best football for Rotherham there. So I think you go Ajay and bring Bartley in at centre-back. Along, um, oh, you mean Higazi? Oh, sorry. Sorry, Higazi alongside Bartley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I'm reluctant to do it. But well, who else with him? Kravinovic, I think. You don't think he's too lightweight? That is my worry. But Albion rely on getting the ball to the front, that, their trio, don't they? Mm. They are essentially all about getting the ball to Diangana Pereira Phillips. Soyuz does that better than anyone mm. 92% pass completion rate absolutely ridiculous most of those passes in the opposition half the next best passer and is probably Kravinovic he's a very very good passer of the ball mm. and looked very very bright in possession when he came on at Hull I thought popped it around really nicely he's got that really good understanding with Pereira so I think just behind Pereira mm. would be quite nice um, he's going to have to put in a real shift and he's yeah. going to have to be physical. Cause, um, but I, I think those two, that's what I've gone with. See, it's funny. I was thinking about this. Probably not as long and hard as you were. But I did think if you're picking up yellow cards, I'm not sure I want Shemi Ajay to pick up another yellow card. No. And then I thought, Rakeem Harper? I think he could do a job. 
I know he's not making squads and it's, it's a big shout, but in the Livermore role, I think Raheem Harper, he's got the legs. Yeah. Feel like he could do it. He's not as disciplined as Livermore by any means. But I don't know. And then part of me wants Chris Brunt in there. Yeah, yeah. Brunt was. It's Brunt or Karinovich for me. My, I, I talked myself into a Jai. As in, a Jai is my like number one now. I think he has to go in there. Mm. And then for me, it was Brunt or Kravinovic. But then bringing Barry on with maybe 20 minutes to That's, go. Yeah, because you've got Barry as well now. But will he be fit enough? I don't think I don't think so. Barry and Brunt? It's nice that there's options. Yeah. Like, it is nice that there's options when you think you've lost two central midfielders. But you're, what are you going for then? Did you see? Did you see a consensus from the replies? No, we can go through them when we're going through the questions. Though. That's because I, I kind of like I wanted. To, I wanted people to give us the views because I wanted to see what if there would be a consensus. But from what I could see, everyone's got a different opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone's kind of a bit like, well, we've not seen anyone else. Yeah. So yeah. how do we? How do we pick them? Because it's it's not like they're getting hooked off either, is it? They're not really getting. I think it's a big ask to ask players to come in from out the cold. So you're asking Barry to come in from out the cold. You're asking Harper to come in from out the cold. And Brunt. And you're pretty much asking Brunt to come in from out the cold. Whereas Ajay obviously has played every minute of every game. Mm. And Kravinovic has had 20 minutes there, half an hour there. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I wouldn't want to be in Bilic's shoes. No. The more I think about it, though, the more it is a giant Kravinovic for me. Mm. Interesting. We'll, we'll see. We'll see in a couple of weeks. But um, do they need to be a little bit more disciplined? I know you said they're going to pick up yellow cards and, and this and that. But the last thing you want... I mean, we saw discipline or ill-discipline cost Albion last season, especially late on. Robson Carney picked up a silly red card. There were players... Dwight Gale got one. Yeah. Um, got himself sent off and missed, and missed games don't need that costing you end of the season if it is close no you're right I think another point with that though is <clears throat> vast 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 majority of teams now play free in midfield mm. the vast majority 4-3-3 four, 4-5-1 three, three, four, 3-5-2 they're the in vogue systems yeah. now 4-2-3-1 there's not many teams who actually play it no um, Hull did at the weekend matched them up slightly different variant with a false nine but if you look now, there's not there's not many teams who play four two three one. It mm. was, it, I mean, like ten years ago, it was the system, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. everyone played it. Um, it's but, weird how that is. This is like, yeah, it? so just the game evolves, doesn't it? Yeah. It's always everyone used changing. to play four four two back in the day as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think Livermore and Torres are always outnumbered. Mm. Always, always outnumbered, and that's why you have to see Pereira dropping deep. Like Pereira had to do a job at Fulham. I remember. Um, yeah, to do a job at, um, similarly to Hull really as well but they are m- most games they're outnumbered in there Soyuz and Livermore mm. and they're covering for their fullbacks. yeah and they've got to get the ball to their, the trio of their attacking trio so they're doing a hell of a lot of work mm. um, so I think yellow cards I do think I agree I, I do agree with Livermore really where he was quite like it, it is going to be part of their role they they just got to be really disciplined mm. and not pick up needless, needless ones. Yeah. There's only one I can remember that was needless, and that was the last home game, um, Charlton, where mm. Livermore... Was it 
Was it Charlton? Yeah, it was. It was um, he went in on that Gallagher lad. Oh yeah, early on as well. After like a minute, and probably thought he won't book me in minute one. Yeah. Um, but he did. Um, and then he's walking a tightrope. Yeah, he was walking a tightrope, but managed that well. But yeah, that's the only one where I think, oh, that could have been prevented, maybe. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Either way, it's an it's an issue that will need solving. It'll be interesting to see how Albion get on with that. Especially Romain Sawyers, I think he's a... Rev- I mean, both of them are big misses, but Sawyers, I think, really makes the team tick. Yeah, he does. They're both going to be huge. I think they're just as big as misses each other, though, to be honest. Mm, mm. Right, um, as I said before, we've got loads of time for questions. We're going to try and get through as many as we can. First, first one comes from Patrick D'Aguiar. Sorry if I've pronounced that wrong. Uh, welcome back to the Monday podcast, guys. He's always so nice, Patrick, to us. Yeah, he he's is, absolutely he's nice lovely. Lad. Yeah, so lovely to us. Um, yeah, welcome back to the Monday podcast, guys. Enjoyed the Friday, but Mondays always start well with with us too. Um, he says, "Very nice of you, Patrick." Uh, his question: Will Albion run away from the pack soon as they realise how good they are? Um, I keep thinking they're going to run away. You know. Yeah, every like, time they get a win, I look at the other results and say, ah, oh, they've picked up results. I mean, fair play, uh, like Leeds and Preston this weekend. And chasing them down. Chasing they? them down, putting well, them under real well, pressure. Did you see Leeds were playing against Blues, Lee Camp in goal, very questionable. But he is not popular, is he? No. Uh, Rightly so. I mean, yeah. he's, he's dropped some clangers. Yeah. Um, it would be absolutely lovely to just to have that. I know I've been a top by two points, but just to have a four point... Um, cushion um, the ability to lose a game and still be top yeah the ability to lose a game I said that I actually I said I don't, I'm not going to give away my stories but this one I'll give away because it's, it's not that exciting really but I asked Billich after the game on Saturday how he rates the five games since the last international break mm. so he's played five times since the last break won three of them drawn two of them which is obviously a great result great return and mm-hmm. un- unbeaten but they've obviously won the three away games and drawn two at, two at home. I think that's right. That'd be right, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely, yeah. I think. Um, I've definitely drawn the two at home anyway. So, uh, definitely drawn two at home. So, and he did say he was like happy with them, but he keeps going back to that Charlton game. Mm. He just keeps going back to it. Um, where he just feels like they should have like got more... Well, they should have, shouldn't they? I mean, they, well, like, there was never a pen. And, Matt Donoghue, mate. Matt Donoghue, and... If they'd, if they'd obviously won that game, they would be top by four points. Mm. And I feel like this team deserves a four-point lead at the top. I feel they yeah. deserve to have that little like safety cushion of if they did lose a game, they'd still be top. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully. That thing what we're talking about, the fact they've lost one game, that consistency, hopefully it'll just start to see them. Because I still think, you, you still can see Leeds throwing in a, a shock defeat. Yeah. It's a bit... Like not patronising, don't know what the word is, but a bit disrespectful. But we're still a little bit surprised how well Preston are doing, aren't we? Yeah. We're like everyone. I think everyone kind of expects the bubble to burst. Although obviously, Alex Neil's a very good manager and he's really got them going. But hopefully, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Fingers crossed. Sheffield Wednesday though is a damn hard game. Yeah. Without Sawyer's and Livermore as well. So, like, could he? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be hard. To, it's going to be hard, isn't it? It is going to be tricky, but we'll see. Uh, Chris WBA, was there any news on a contract for Ferguson? Seems to have gone very, very quiet. It has gone very, very quiet. Mm. There's nothing else to say, really. We're just all all waiting. Questions asked regularly. Yeah. And everyone's just waiting for them to hopefully sign. It's a, 
Don't need this one rolling on into a saga, to be honest. Don't need this one rolling on. I think um, there's an issue with agents. Um, not necessarily. I'm not necessarily saying Nathan Ferguson's agent, but there is an issue. Albion are having an issue with agents um, who are touting their players around um, in terms of these young lads. So... If you look at like if it's Rico Richards was the story today. Um, this sixteen-year-old boy apparently mm. interesting. Um, I tell you about I tell you about journalism insight. Oh, here we go. I think that gets my gets my goat. All right. If you see a story that links a player with more than one club, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you can be pretty much guaranteed that that is an agent at work. Mm. Um, so you see it all the time by certain news outlets so it will say Bristol City, Fulham uh, Leeds and Cardiff are all chasing whoever right now I can guarantee you I can pretty much guarantee you that 95% of the time that is agent led if you Mm. see a story where there's a player linked with one club yeah that is likely to have real solid foundations mm. so for example there's been a story this in the Ferguson one saying um, it was linked to Crystal Palace yeah now obviously that is true Palace want him but well, Palace are looking at him we should say mm. do, you know, do you know how we know that we know that because A Dougie Friedman's been at games and B we know that because they sold Juan Basaka for how much they sell him for? 50 million or something. 50 million quid and they haven't got a right back. So they're desperate for a right back. They've got 50 million pounds burning a hole in their pocket mm. and Dougie Friedman, their technical director or whatever the hell he is, has been to Albion's games. Yeah. You can, but, so that, whenever you see it like, and that's a perfect example, when you see it one for one, there's that, that'll be what's happened. There mm. will probably be interest there. When you see lists of clubs, chances are, it's an agent trying to get, drum up some business. Yeah. Um, so that's a little insight into my yeah into the journalism world. Enlighten my afternoon. Is that enlighten your afternoon? Really but nice. just agents at work, I think. Yeah. With Nathan Ferguson, probably maybe, and this Rico Richards, mm. um, and both of them, you could still argue not. You could argue they're not trying to get them out of the club. They're just trying to get more money for their client. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that is that is an agent trick when it's a long list of clubs linked. Sneaky old agents. Uh, Theo asks uh, people constantly saying for us to go to the Gale in January but what are the realistic odds that we would get him and do you think it would be a good idea to sign him due to the price tag and that we may only get half a season out of him I don't understand what he means by we may only get half a season out of him I suppose he means if we if, if Albion were to sign him and they weren't to go up they would need to move him on or if is he saying or, if, or does or he mean went, on loan if they went up he wouldn't be good enough for the Prem. Yeah. Um, be interesting. I'd, I'd give him a go in the Prem. Interestingly, Newcastle have picked up, haven't they? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not like I used to be like, know everything about the Premier League. I used to be like really into it. I'm not so much anymore. They're, well, they're still not. I mean, but the they're thirteenth. Newcastle picked up two results, and I don't think anyone really knows how. Um, but they're thirteenth. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Isn't it? It is good. Mm. Um, 
I'll be happy if I'll be in a 13th this time next year in the Prem. So, the better they do, the more likely Gale could leave in January. Mm. Um, I absolutely am adamant that Albion want him. I categorically think they want him and they'll do what they can to get him if he becomes Mm. available. They won't... There was a a story today saying he's been interested in the Chinese Super League and... I don't see Gale going for that. um, How old is he now? He's nearly 30, I think. think Yeah, I mean, he's far too young, isn't he? It's, it's not just that it's a bit of a it's a nothing league I mean it's in it you go for the money if you go in there yeah oh yeah you're only going for the money aren't you so I think that probably won't be an issue but it could drive up his price mm. um, but then obviously if Gail turned around and said he didn't want to go to China then it would drive it back down again so I I think they should go for him personally and I think they will do I think they will be do I think they'll slight not put I think they'll slightly push the boat out to get him. Mm. I think they'd be willing to pay a decent amount of money to get him. I don't. They're not going to go silly. Yeah. They're not going to go and just be reckless. They'll have a clear. They'll have a clear plan in, in their head what they think he's worth, mm-hmm. and they won't go beyond that. Um, but I do think they want him. And oh, I, I tell you what, he did a job. He would. <laughs> you, you didn't see him last season, mate. Oh my god, the amount of goals he'd score in this team. Well, that's why they'll get him. That's why they'll try and get him. Mm. Because he could be the difference, couldn't they? And it's a massive PR win. Oh yeah, huge, absolutely huge. Uh, Chris WBA again. Oh, is Luke looking forward to wearing his favourite team's colours? I wear, I wear Claren blue quite He's regularly. Loving Chris. it. He's uh-huh. oh, I can't wait. Um, I wish people could see you in the office because I, I, no, I'm moping around. You're not, mate. No, I'm stop lying. Like stop lying. You're so happy. I'm not. Honestly, he's got a right spring in his step. Oh, it's all. He's all aboard the banter bus today. You what? You've been chirping away. You've been absolutely. You've been loving it. No, I have not been enjoying it. One the only bit. bad part about your day was Boris Johnson. Other than that, Boris Johnson's ruined my day, man. I knew that's what ruined your day, not the album chat. No, this has ruined it a little bit. No, it hasn't. Yeah, You're so happy. No, I'm not. Um, by the way, some of the Photoshop pictures, you can do better, guys. No, they're brilliant. No, you can do better than that. <laughs> I want it to look realistic. Oh, you've come out feisty now, haven't you? Yeah, well, this, this is the thing. If they finish top, then I'm going to have to have the picture as a profile for however many days. I want it to look good. Last podcast, you brought that up yourself. That wasn't even forced on by me. You it are desperate. Bet. Bet. You are desperate to be pictured in an album show. No, no, no. I like, I like creating banter in the podcast. And you know what? It's it's a nice little bit of fun in games, but wearing a shirt isn't. <laughs> wearing a shirt isn't fun in games. You you that was all you that was. Um, anyway, uh, Chris's question: um, Would you move a Jai Ford or Kovinich back? Um, I suppose it's more of a response to the question uh, we were we both. were saying. He said, or would you pick up a different formation? Four one three two. Two up front would be interesting, and three could cover the midfield a bit more. Four one three two. So I'm going to write that down now. So obviously, you, what we're saying is the one then a Jai, potentially, or maybe Brunt. You could have Brunt, and then the three you would have your standard three behind the striker. Yeah, but you'd have two strikers. Yeah, yeah. Austin and Hal Robson Carney. It'd be nice for Austin to play up front with someone. I think that'd work for him, you know. Um, Especially someone like Robson Carney. Four, one, three, two. Would Bilic do it though? Would he ditch the system? And he's go he's to got a plan B up his sleeve, Bilic has. He just won't tell anyone what it is. So um, I think he might. Yeah. You reckon? I think he might. He's definitely got, whether it's four, one, three, two, or whatever it is, he's definitely got different formations up his sleeve. So 
Well, you can't go through the season with just one formation. Yeah, exactly. So, But that could be that. That does work. Mm. Because you want your trio, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's one screener. They'd have to be a lot more... The three behind would have to be a bit more defensively now. It's like, wise. Yeah, but I do think Dean Garner and Phillips do put in a real shift. Mm. And then you have Pereira in behind two strikers, essentially. Yeah. I mean, look, Albion have been scored goals and conceded goals mm. all season. I think in that system, they would score more and concede more. Yeah. I mean, it would create for a hell of a game. Um, but it's an option, isn't it? It is an option. It's an interesting one as well. Uh, Ethan asks, uh, Hagazi in the back four and push Jai up into Livermore's role, giving Harper a chance to shine this season. That's what he thinks. So he's going, he's going to try and Harper. Yeah. Um, Paul Chappell, do you think if Harper doesn't play, get brought on against Sheffield Wednesday, that effectively means his Albion career needs to be kick-started by a loan. If he can't get on the pitch when we've got two players in his position missing, then will he ever play? Fair point. Yeah, very, very, very good point. Fair point. I think he probably does need a loan. But, you're, but he's right that this is Wednesday. If he, if he doesn't get yeah, in now, yeah. he's never going to get in, is he? Yeah. And that'll be asked to Bilic, I'd imagine. Yeah. If he doesn't yeah. play, then... You'll ask him that, won't yeah, you? Yeah, I'll ask him that. John Simonian, is it me who just thinks the best solution is, she- is Shemir Jai and Krov in these positions as Agazi has to be given a game? There don't we go. Th- he's with me. Don't think I'd trust Brunt as not the physicality we need and also Barry not much fit as of yet and Harper not under consideration. Uh, yeah, there we go. He's kind of signed with you. Chris Adams. Joe, why do you hate Wolves so much? I mean, it's great. You do, but why? Oh, God, I could... How long have we got? I told you, mate, we've got plenty of time. Um, so, two reasons... Well, there's only two reasons, really. Um, so, I hate them. I hate them. I absolutely hate them. So, it actually started... So, I am an Ipswich fan that is... That's what I grew up as an Ipswich fan, yeah. Yeah. So I went to, like, I've lived in, like, I lived in Wolverhampton. When I moved to this area, I initially lived in Wolverhampton. Since moved to Talford, um, but went to an Ipswich game at Molyneux, mm-hmm. and took my wife. Well, she was probably would have been. She was my girlfriend then. We were just whatever. Not fiance yet. I can't know, mate. I don't even know how long we've been married for, let alone like. <laughs> oh, man. I'll, tell, I'll tell you what, you were criticising my abilities as a boyfriend. That is terrible. That is for a husband. No, we have been. I do know. I do know, really. Go on then. Three years. Three years. But, but I never know how long we've been together for. I wouldn't have a clue. Mm. Um, so, but anyway. Um, yeah, so anyway, it switched from the game. I think it was 2 it was 0 2 1. And DJ Campbell scored, remember him? Oh, yeah, DJ Campbell. And. Um, so I was walking out the ground, and because we were obviously like local-ish, mm. we were like not desperate. We were like, "Oh, well, it's big Asda in there by Monday. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, "Oh, well, um, should we just nip into it? We needed to get. We needed something. Whatever it was, I don't know. Some mincemeat for dinner that you night. You weren't doing the Sunday shop after right. a game. We weren't right? doing the Sunday shop, but we needed something. Oh right, okay. So meal I, deal. Meal deal. I had an Ipswich jacket on mm-hmm. do you know like the type of jacket you wear to like football training do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, like, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. Yeah, yeah and a bloke spat at me he spat at you he spat at me um, that's another level of love that's that another is. level isn't it yeah spitting like, at someone like it was quite a fiery game and like Ipswich won it really late like DJ Campbell running through I think I can't remember exactly but yeah he spat at me 
and uh, I was like, yeah, that's that's low. Um, so I like immediately hated them. Well, did he, did he spit on you or just no, like in my direction? No, oh, did he? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So you knew it was like on purpose. Yeah, and then he like muttered something about being an Ipswich, whatever. Oh right, okay. Um, just accept it, mate. I mean, you lose a game of football, Christ. Um, but then that's like that's a big factor that story. But it is the hatred has grown mm. from not just from that, but just like I've said it all the time. I got mates who are Wolves fans. And they're good people. Yeah, yeah. Until they start talking about wolves. When they turn into absolute <laughs> and I say <laughs> Well, you've said it now, I mean. <laughs> Just so smug and so... Um, got, you're, you're writing down bleep again. Yeah, after I've, got, I've got to write the bleep down. <laughs> That's nothing compared to what you said. Well, I've still bleeped out. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's I just can't stand them. Honestly, I absolutely can't stand them. I can't believe you've given me two more bleeps to do. I just think they're... Filthy. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Um, they're all out today, by the way. Oh, God my my mentions. Like Nick Howell here, like, I love him. He's a great bloke. Great bloke. He's one of our sub-editors. But as soon as he starts talking about wolves, he gives it the right big gun. Mm. It's all like... You know, oh, they all crawled out the woodwork. They, all call, they think they're absolutely amazing. That's what annoys me. They think they're amazing. That's mm. it. They really, really think they're something special. Don't they, Wolves fans? There's a portion. Um, they just think that, like, they just think they're so. But in all this, like, wolves, and the the arrogance of when they were going out, they said they were going to get into Europe. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They were so smug and. I'm, there was a, there's a portion of fans who stuck with them when they went to League One and they went to all the games. Still, fair play to them. You know what? You've been through the bad times. Enjoy the good. The fans who have just rocked up when they make it into the Premier League, or mm. the ones who picked up a half season ticket that that year, they were doing really well in the Championship. Nah. nah, some of them, um, I don't know. Um, Bryn Reese, having seen Bowen in the flesh at Hull, is he the striker we should target in January? And two, what's your take on work Christmas dues, meal or pub? So we should start by Bryn, just by saying thank you, Bryn, because we put out when we were talking about your Christmas present. Yeah, Bryn was one of the ones who DM me. Oh, did he? He did. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. I've got to say, there is one someone someone DM me the other day. I don't know whether got, to look forward to this. Oh or not mate, now. oh mate, you'll know who it is. He's getting something made. Oh my god, absolute class. But that's all. That's all for the Christmas special. He's getting something made <laughs> just for you, my friend. <laughs> oh my god, just for you. Anyway, I'm not wearing it. Well, I was saying, aren't I? Um, but what, what was the question again? I got too excited about your Christmas present. Yeah, you did get too excited. Having seen him in the flesh at Hull, is Bowen the striker we should target in January? No, because I think he is a winger. Doesn't really suit. Yeah, I think he's a winger, really. If a bit, I think I asked a few people about him, actually, at Hull, if he is, because he is played as this false nine, but they think long-term he is going to stay as, as a right winger. I think, I think there's going to be Prem interest as well, you know, in January. If he keeps banging them in, yeah, well, there should be. be. There should there'll be. be. There'll be someone lower down in the table in the Premier League who's like, you know what, we need to, we need goals. Yeah, I and mean, he does pretty much guarantee goals. I, he's a cracking finisher. Mind you, you thought that with Che Adams, and he hasn't he hasn't had a sniff at Southampton, has he? He hasn't scored yet. Yeah, I mean, not they're not doing knowledge. very well though, are they? No, they're not. They're not I mean, very good. And what was it on the work thing? Uh, work Christmas dues, meal or pub? We don't even have them. Yeah, it's weird that here, isn't it? They do them like in different departments. We've got a mis- miserable existence here, haven't we? We just don't yeah. socialise together. 
the, the only time we socialise together is when someone's leaving. Yeah. It's like a celebration of another departed soul. <laughs> celebrating. So, yes, you got out. Good job. Yeah. Um, Wilson and Spears was the last one, wasn't it? It's yeah. weird. We don't have a Christmas bash. It's rubbish. It is rubbish. Mm. Like, places, other places where people work, but the company pay for them to have a Christmas yeah, bash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get nothing. No. They'd never pay for us to do anything. Don't you feel sorry for us? Yeah. We get to watch football for a living. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> feel for us. Uh, Leo Watkins, uh, we know the Barry deal has taken a while. Do we know how fit he is? Seems like he's been training forever. If fit, he has to play the next game. I don't think Bilic will want to break up Bali and Ajayi after back-to-back clean sheets. So, Brunton midfield also for me. It's a good point, back-to-back clean sheets. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Um, and you're just willing to disregard that. I'm not disregarding it. Um, I'm just quite want Ajayi in midfield. But um, Barry is fit. Simple as that, he is fit. But... Billich. There's a difference between being fit and match fit, though. There's a difference between being fit and sharp, mm. which is what Billich would say. And he says you need games to be sharp. And he will want Barry to play for the under-23s um, before he plays for the first team. Is this a like a desperate case where we're enough to throw him in straight away? Maybe. Maybe Barry is the best option. I don't know. Mm. Um, it's for Billich to decide. But he has said he wants... It's that sharpness. Mm. He's very, very big on that sharpness, Billich. said a lot that the announcement of Barry had a line at the bottom saying, Barry will be playing under-23s to gain his match fitness. Oh, did that? Yeah. Was that your that was my rumbling? stomach, yeah. Jesus, what are you eating today? Well, I, I ate really late today. So, so you should be all right then. No, but like it's one of them where I've, I've not eaten for so long, I'm still hungry. You know when you mm-hmm. eat a meal and you're still hungry after? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm like, I might get a steak bake. Good, After yeah. this, do it. Sphere outlines Hagazi with Bartley, uh, Shemi in, mid- in midfield with Brunt, but then Diangana, Pereira, and Phillips in front with Zahor or Austin up front as both are defensive, better defensively in the box if required than Hal Robson Carnier. P.S. She's pleased someone else wants a Sombolonga at West Brom. I've been banging about this for ages and has shared a picture. I've been banging on about a Sombolonga. A Sombolonga was mine as well. Yeah. I said I'd want a Sombolonga in January. Be interesting. That's the one for me. If uh, can't get Gale. Local Baggies fans said, just a reminder of the day in life of sports reporter, match day and non-match day. You said you're doing the international break. You've been waiting for that, haven't um, Also, my opinion, <laughs> Kravinovic in the giant midfield, Higazi in defence. Reasons, Kravinovic is a good passer and good on the ball. I think it's more of a mobile midfield than Brunt. I think Ajay would be better off the ball than Harper. Higazi, I trust in defence. I wouldn't have thought... I didn't even need to justify having Hagazi in there. So that's not a million miles away from what I said, is it? I no. agree with that. Uh, Dan Nash says, has to be a giant Kravinovich in centre mid for me. Oh, look at this. We're a lot of people board. signing with you. Uh, Johnny Drury, formerly of uh, the Express and Star and Shropshire Star. Don't agree with putting Shemi in midfield. Keep him where he is, bringing Harper and probably Barry. Oh. Different view there. Um, Kieran says, if he's fit, then Gareth Barry's a no-brainer. Are there any under-23s games for him to get minutes under his belt? It might be a mistake to try and replicate the Swords and Livermore par- partnership in there. No, there's Absence. no under-23 games. Oh, right, OK. There we go. They break like like, every, like the Premier League. Oh, right, OK. Uh, Hamza Derby says, I'd play a, a Jai in Kravinovic, Hagazi and Bart centre-back. Um, question from Alf. If you had a choice of only being able to eat your most hated food for the rest of your life or having Luke cook every meal for you for the rest of your life, what are you choosing? Well, I think you're going to be so happy that I put you on the path to the Hawthorns that you'll just cook me nice food all the time. 
do you really think that? <laughs> <laughs> really? Really, Joe? I'd have you cook for me. You'd have me cook, you, cook for you? Yeah, because you're a good soul, really. Do you know what you're getting for dinner, like, pretty much every night? Beans on toast. Yeah. Cereal. I'd take cereal. For dinner? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Imagine that. You get home after a long day. You drive home. Your missus normally makes you dinner. No, no, no. It's me. You've got a bowl of cornflakes. Not no sugar. Just plain cornflakes. Just plain cornflakes. In um, in in fully skimmed milk as well. <laughs> the worst kind of milk. I mean that is bland, isn't it? In a plastic bowl with a plastic spoon. And then one coffee. Oh, we've got we've got someone invading the room. <laughs> Nathan Jude, everyone. You can't wait to see that baggy shirt. <laughs> Here we go. Any costas or anything like that? I'm alright, mate. Look Should at that, he's, he's coming asking us if we want drinks. I'll take a hot chocolate, please. Oh, hot chocolate? Yeah. Marshmallows? No, no cream either. Have you told me about your disgraceful breakfast this morning? What? It's embarrassing, he's having dessert for breakfast. It's See, great. even he comes in with the food chat. We were just talking about cereal as well. Oh, we were time, just talking. Look at what he's had today. Perfectly he's timed. proper breakfast, it's embarrassing. So for breakfast, right? Yeah, he's gone now. He's gone. Nathan's departed, he'll come in with a hot chocolate later. Um, I have toast. With Nutella on it. That's a decent breakfast. Toast with Nutella on? Yeah, chocolate spread on toast. My little girl had that once because she's two. <laughs> Come on, mate. Do me a favour. Nice little bit of energy in the morning, that. That is the most childish thing I've ever heard. Oh, come on. What did you on. do while watching it on Disney films? I mean, you are just a big baby. Do you know what? I, how dare you? <laughs> um, do you know what I do in the mornings? I get up, obviously shower and stuff, get changed, get dressed. I go down, have my breakfast, sit there and watch like... I don't know, like a YouTube video or something while I'm eating my breakfast. That's what I now do. Now you're having hot chocolate. Morning. Yeah. It's cold <laughs> outside, man. Yeah, but that's a child's drink as well. Maybe I like to relive my youth. Well, you clearly are. Nothing wrong with chocolate spread on toast for breakfast, by the way. That's unbelievable. Ridiculous. Um, so you'd, you'd have me cook every meal? <laughs> I would. I'd have you cook, yeah. All oh, right, okay. And he, he actually answers a question. He said he'd go for a giant Kravinovich in the field. Another one. Um, Henry Whitaker with Slav changing his attire based on the weather recently tracksuit or suit cap or woolly hat Slav's trainers or some nice school shoes if I was a football manager I wouldn't go for the, the you know how Scott Parker was always rocking like a, a smart suit Yeah, I'd be proper Tony Pugh this argument <laughs> I'd be wearing full tracksuit and a hat I'd definitely be full tracksuit yeah yeah uh, I do like Bilic's trainers though. I like Bilic's look is good. Yeah, Bilic looks cool, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he sometimes he wears a woolly hat. But you know what? I've seen it at half time. He all like put a woolly hat on and then take it off like four minutes in. Yeah, he gets because he's, he's heated, isn't he? Yeah, he's too energetic. He's just for cold it. for the break and then he's like he's back in. Yeah, I like Bilic's style though. Yeah, he's a cool, dude. Yeah, he? yeah, he's pretty cool. I mean, I've never said a word to the bloke, but he's, he's a cool he dude. Seems cool. Uh, Dan Nash, are you worried that West Ham will call Diangana to play in goal for them? <laughs> um, yes. Keeper struggled, didn't he, over the weekend for West Ham? Uh, who's in goal for them? So uh, it's, it's normally Fabianski, but he was out. Yeah. So they had, um, I think it's Roberto. Roberto, that's a chance. Um, he conceded an own goal over the weekend in a 3 0 <laughs> defeat to Burnley. Uh, let's get the hashtag pray for Pellegrini going. Yeah. Because Pellegrini out was trending on after the game on Saturday. Um, There's more managers going in before him. Hasenhut must be 
Well, yeah, no, we don't care about them, do we? We just care about Pellegrino. You know Emery as well. Yeah. Have you seen his post-match videos? No. Good ibbening. <laughs> That's what he says every time. <laughs> Watch some of them, they're brilliant. <laughs> he says it every time in a post-match video. Slavin always says good evening, but in that, in the before, his, after his, pro, in his, what am I trying to say? After the game, when mm. he's doing his post-match press conference, he always sits down and goes, Would you do it? Did he do evening. it? Do you after Fulham? Because it's afternoon then. It's not evening. I don't know. But he does do it. Get back to me. He sits down and he's like, good evening. Ryan Good P. evening, Slavin. Ryan P. Glasgow. Which Albion player cooks the best food? Uh, I, you know, I can know he's a, he's a good cook. Go on. Gareth Barry. Yeah. Like, he could, he could, he could whip you up a nice, like, spag ball. Yeah. I, I agree. I don't know. Who would be the worst, do you reckon? <laughs> It'd be like, I reckon it's like... Kyle Edwards. Kyle Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> or Nathan Ferguson. Nathan Ferguson will make you Nutella on toast. <laughs> Amsterdam Baggy. Would be good to talk about the strikers. In my opinion, our strikers are not good enough for the team we've got. I love the effort they put in, but it's obvious they're lacking quality, especially if we get promoted. Would it be wise to really invest in Jan and get the striker in for the future? I think we've both said a striker is the key one in January, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, striker's the one that... Um, CP Adams on Twitter replies to the question I think there are two realistic options in midfield play Brunt for Livermore and Kravinovic for Sawyers or play Hagazi at the back and move a giant to midfield with Kravinovic uh, he thinks option one is better okay. uh, Brunt for Livermore and Kravinovic for Sawyers uh, Paul Chappell if Diangana goes back would you spend the money in January replacing him or buying a striker I'd do both if that's the case uh, yeah that's the one isn't it I mean that's a fair, I think that's a fair question because if you've got a you're only gonna, you've only got so much money, so mm. we don't know how much they're going to get to spend. If you're going to buy a striker, that's going to cost an awful lot of money. So, I said before, I think if it was, a, if say you got fifteen million, mm. and you've only got fifteen million to spend, and you could get Asombolonga, I know this has turned into just an Asombolonga fan cast. The the Asombolonga podcast. The Asombolonga, yeah. Oh, um, I would buy Asombolonga. Hmm. Rather than a winger. You've got Kyle Edwards who can step in. You've got Kyle Edwards. And you've still got Chris Willock. Oh, yeah, I forgot um, that. He's got to have a go at some point, so... And Brun. Brun can play there. And Brun can play there. Um, so, yeah, it's a tough one. Because it could... It is a tough one. I just really, really hope Dean Garner stays, to be honest. Mm. Um, it's not going to be another player as good as Dean Garner who's not playing for a Premier League side. It's going to be really, really hard to replace him. Mm. Uh, I don't know if Edwards is ready, really. So you maybe have to. Yeah, maybe. Um, be interesting to see how Willock comes on. Uh, regarding Dean Garner, Tom Grove asks, I know you discussed this at length last week following Pellegrini's comments, but how worried are you about the news that Lanzini has fractured his collarbone over the weekend? Won't, le- won't be playing the rest of this year, you know. It's another factor, isn't it? Mm. This is what I mean when people, people got... Ca- there's, the truth is, the Dean Garner thing got whipped up last week because he played so well on Sky. Mm. All, you're on Sky TV, everyone watches you play. He set, set up one goal, won the penalty for the second. Everyone's starting to think, oh my God, look at this player. West Ham are doing rubbish. West Ham fans, some of them will be saying, oh, he needs to come back. So it all massively came to a fall last week. And that's why we said, like, when those Pellegrini comments came out, well, I, I did a comment piece the day before. Mm. saying nobody knows where Dean Garner's going to be playing his football in the second half of this season. Yeah. Manuel Pellegrini doesn't know. Slavin Bilic doesn't know. 
Nobody knows. It's going to be determined on results and or injuries or players catching form. There's so many factors. Mm. Um, and I don't think that's changed from this podcast to the last one. It'll be everything that happens in the next six weeks will determine yeah. whether Dean Garner goes back or not. And the signs are, I think Pellegrini was more encouraging than Puel yeah. this time last year. I think Pellegrini's quotes were stronger than Puel's that he would stay. Though obviously we're talking about Harvey Barnes and Leicester. Um, but, look, Pellegrini's under pressure, Lanzini's now out for the rest of the seat for however long. It's just not good, is it? Like, it's no. just another argument to potentially recall Dean Garner. And I just stand by what I said. The answer will be in six weeks' time. Mm. No one's going to know until then. All right. A couple more, a couple more. Carl Bartley, player of the season so far. Agree or disagree, says Mike Campbell. He's been absolutely fantastic. I don't want to take anything away from him at all. He's been absolutely sensational. He's not player of the year for me. Pereira. Pereira. And then I'd think I'd go Sawyer's next. Yeah. Dean Garner's up there, though, as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, the, the beautiful thing is there's so many in, in the discussion because um, they're they're playing brilliantly, but yeah, like he's he's probably maybe third in my fourth Livermore. Oh, I think Livermore's done really well. Mm. Uh, James Albion Smith says, "Who's the best dancer at Albion?" Oh, Nathan Ferguson. Have you seen that? that yeah, clip? yeah, yeah, that clip of him. And yeah. I tell you what, that was a long time ago. He's he's improved since then. I yeah, imagine he's he's a brilliant dancer. Yeah, uh, Lewis asks any news on Rico Richards. We kind of covered that. Um, Paddy WBA why does nobody want Harper to play one of our better players for the second half of last season is that a f- um, just yeah. realised Joe Massey's missus on his phone it's is called Wifey yeah Wifey you're proud of that you are aren't you rejected <laughs> oh dear what, what, what so mean you are alright okay last couple um, Matt Slater says what name and number am I getting on my Albion shirt well, luckily for you, I don't think I'm going to put your name and number on it because we do want to auction it, don't we? So It doesn't matter, it's not getting worn anyway. So I don't fine. mean any disrespect, but I think having one Hatfield on the back makes it le- worth less money. What do you mean? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I'm so, not, on- not only are you trying to make me wear a shirt, which I don't want to wear, you're now offending me just on, on podcasts. Yeah. Dear Sorry, me. mate. Um... Where would this team finish in the Premier League? What areas would we have to improve? Says Paul Chappell again. Uh, I don't mean to burst a bubble. I don't think this Albion team, as it is, would cope very well in the Premier League. I think it's got good players who will do well in the Premier League. But yeah. I think as a team, they'd need to bolster. And okay. most teams would. Oh, yeah. Could you answer it then? Who, where do they need to bolster? Striker, for sure. Yeah. Um, they'd need someone to replace Dion Garner 100% because oh, gotcha. you're not keeping him Livermore's been very good I don't know whether he's a Premier League player Okay. I'd like another <clears throat> midfielder to go alongside Sawyers I think centre back you're okay yeah. Higazi's done it in the Premier League admittedly not a relegation team but I think he could do well Bartley I think has been very good and I'd like to give him a shot and then Ajayi looks very good I'd like to give Ferguson a try but I feel like you need someone I'm not I'm not sold I'm not sure on Furlong either yeah yeah I know what you mean there's a couple of players I'm like question marks over 
but certainly striker. Yeah, but we're saying that maybe. Oh, here we go. Oh, a large one as well. A large hot chocolate. No marshmallows though. Good. How long is this podcast? Oh, yes, a good question. Not. They're going to be asleep. They're going to be literally gone. He's rambling on, mate. One hour, seven minutes. Is that? Yeah. Up. Well, we'd, we'd, that was literally our last question. Okay, that's good. Look at that. My boss is telling me when to turn off a podcast. Can you right. believe that? Um, so, yeah, I just think they need they need to bolster. But I think they could. there's potential for them to be very good. Nice. Should we have the last question? One more question. Jack Bradley, who's the best player in the championship and why is it Matez Pereira? Uh. <laughs> It is Mateus Pereira, and he is the best because his close control, passing, and vision is ridiculous. Silly. He's just a dream. Right. Okay. One hour, eight minutes, and twenty odd seconds of podcast there. Good stuff. How did you find it? Good. How did you find it? Good. There was uh, some some. There were points when it was touch and go, <laughs> but we made it through. <laughs> I've got to put in two bleeps. I can't believe you've got to bleep that out. You can't say that. Can you not? I don't think so. Ask Judah. Sometimes I think a bleep comes across better. Yeah, it'd be worse. The bleep would be worse. People would think I said something exactly, worse. Exactly, that's why I like it. Okay. It comes across stronger. Whereas you went for it last week. It, that was a slip of the tongue, that was. Yeah, but it showed you true colours, didn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Alright, okay, um, that does it for us for another week. Um, no preview, as of course there's no game coming up. We'll be back uh, next week with another podcast. Um, we're going to do a day in the life. We'll do something along those lines, yeah. Alright, okay, we'll do it. We'll do it. Right, that, that about cuts it from us then. So, from myself and from Joe Massey, I find farewell. Goodbye.